This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode 2. Today's episode, we will be talking about financial wise and importance of having an emergency fund. Let's go. So, before I start, you might wonder, or I don't know if you're wondering, but my podcast name is Cipher Investor. The word investor. So, this podcast should always be talking about investing right away, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I could, but I won't. As this podcast is for those beginners who are just starting to care about their finances. So I will be starting from the ground up, building a solid base, as one might call it. And for me, investing, I would say, is the top of the cream of a cupcake. <laughs> it's an icing. So you cannot put an icing in a cupcake if you don't have a cupcake to begin with. I don't know why I reference a cupcake, but <laughs> let's go with it. So I, I think that's the same with investing. You must not throw in any capital if you have not covered your basis yet. Like knowing your finances, having an insurance or emergency fund, just to name a few. So expect in the next coming episodes, I will be talking more about personal finance or topics relating to it before I start talking about investing. I want to cover all bases possible before going headfirst to investing. Now, heading on to the first topic of the episode, which is financial wise. Okay, so what is a financial why? <laughs> well, it is the same of having financial goals, but financial goals on its own only answer the what and not the why. For example, you um, plan to save at least 1 million pesos at the end of the year. But why? <laughs> why not? 2 million or 3. I mean, why are you saving in the first place? One might say that uh, 1 million pesos <laughs> has a nice ring to it. You know, it's, it's nice to have it. But money in the first place has really no value to it. So before you react violently, let me finish what I'm about to say. Money has no value because obviously it only has a value depending on what it can do for you. I mean, it seems obvious. But who cares if you pile up stacks and stacks of cash? Or, you know, you pile up rows of digits you see in your mobile phone, the online, online banking app. <laughs> you don't care about those uh, pieces of paper, except to the extent of what they can buy for you. Okay, 
Let me give an example scenario. If I say to you that you need to save a million pesos by the end of the year, you will say, ah, that will be hard, I'm broke, my salary isn't enough. (laughs) Of course it would be hard. It's just a number. But if I say this to you, that your little brother has cancer and there is a clinical trial for a medicine that will cure him of the disease. However, you need a million pesos for it. Cash. They don't accept health insurance or loans. They want hard cash. So if I ask you the same question again, you would say yes. I know it's kind of a really um, worst case scenario, but if you frame it like that, it will always be a yes. I mean, heck, we can even bump the price tag to 2 million or 10. I know it would be a really hard amount, but if it is the life of your little brother we're talking about, no price tag is unreachable. Because if the reason behind the what number, the why, is really that powerful enough, the how will just present itself naturally. You'd have a lot of ideas on how to get that 1 million pesos. I would even say you will have a backup plan or a backup plan in case if it fails because it's that important to you. So you see, that's the key in having financial goals. I mean, it's obvious but really a lot of people fail to do this. You have to understand and know the why. Because if there is a huge enough why behind that number, you will make it happen. And also that's the reason why I see a lot of financial goals not really achieve all the way because the why isn't enough. And another thing that I'm thinking now coming from this topic is that accumulating money just for the sake of it is kind of stupid. I mean, I'm sorry, but but it is a peak of just pure greed because your life won't change just by having a huge amount of money sitting around your house or in the bank. There won't be any angel coming from the sky telling you a good job and you can rest now. So what I really mean is that unless the money has a job, has a meaning or has a big impact, it's pointless. Again, I can't stress this enough. The secret to setting financial goals is just knowing the why. Focusing on it, what does it mean for you? So, how do you go about your financial wise? And how did I approach it myself? Well, I'm a bit of old-fashioned and I used pen and paper to start with my financial wise before. There is some kind of a novelty with writing your thoughts on paper. It makes me feel my ideas are tangible and within reach. 
So I wrote them all and I wrote them in chronological order, short term and long term, what I want to happen in the next year and the next five years and even the next 10 years. (laughs) I just went all in crazy. I put everything I want, even some may sound really far ahead. And and then it came a part where I filtered those that are doable within my reach and I analyzed them. I crossed out a lot actually and learned more about myself, what I really want in life. And and then I proceeded to attach the whys in every goal I wrote. I ironed it out, hung them dry in neat post-it notes in my personal notebook. It may, really, it may sound easy as I'm describing it now, but I did not get it all figured out in just one sitting. My financial whys now are the product of walking back and forth a lot. (laughs) I mean, a lot of cups of coffee also, and just thinking. (laughs) Uh, Well, if you work at sea, there would be a lot of downtimes. It's not really that we're not doing any work, but there will be chances that I can spend some time just staring at the sea. There's this saying, I mean, I I made it up maybe, but most dreams of seafarers are made by spending time looking at the sea. (laughs) More of daydreaming, I guess. I mean, the waves, uh, the endless expanse of blue, and also there's this beautiful sunset. There's just something special about those that makes your mind wander off when you're looking at it for a long time which <laughs> which makes it the perfect environment to think deeper on things so i can say that the sea helped me achieve my goals literally and figuratively <laughs> and after i laid down all my financial wise the how became much more clear to me. I know now the steps that I must do to achieve those because the why behind them is strong enough to support me all the way. We can now transition to the last part of the episode, which is about emergency fund. Now, let's say you have your financial whys in place and you are probably excited to Realize those goals. But let's stop for a bit. (laughs) Because before that, you must have an emergency fund in place. The reason being is simple. You want to protect those goals first. Setting up safeguards, I should call it. For example, hmm, let's say you already started working on your financial goals and already save a fair amount of money. You want to buy your dream house or start a business that you already planned years ago. Uh, 
However, suddenly you are laid off from work. And you think you cannot get a job for many months. Because you did not have any emergency fund in place, you are forced to touch your savings to pay for your monthly household expenses, for example. That will ultimately put your dreams on hold indefinitely until you can have work. And that feeling is bad, to be honest. You already work hard for it and suddenly an unknown force takes it away. I know being laid off from work isn't really uncommon, but would still be a surprise. It will always feel bad regardless of the reason. That's why if you had an emergency fund in place before it happened, you wouldn't have touched your savings and instead can survive off your emergency fund until you can find work again. So now, well, you might ask why I started the episode with financial wise and not with emergency fund, given how important it is from my example. It's because I want you to be hype up and excited in doing personal finance, I guess. Because setting up an emergency fund can be a boring process. It it can be the same as filing up a lot of forms in applying for an ID. <laughs> it's a long process and boring again, but you need to do it nonetheless. So, going deeper, what is an emergency fund? The general definition of it is, it is money that is stashed away safely and should only be used in times of financial distress, like a hospital emergency or your car broke down. Or, in short, it's just any surprise financial need. Again, I want to emphasize that it should only be touched in times of emergency, not a shoppy 11-11 sale. <laughs> because if you touch this, it defeats the purpose of its existence. Now, how much should your emergency fund be? Another general consensus is that it should be equivalent to 3 to 6 months of your household expenses or whatever amount that you are comfortable with. And then the household expenses can range from electric bills, of course, food, and then to your monthly loans. As long as it is a recurring monthly expense, then it should be in your calculations. If you have, say, 30,000 pesos of expenses every month, you simply multiply it by 3 or 6. So the amount would be 90,000 for 3 months and 180,000 for 6 months. That's the amount you should have as your emergency fund. However, an emergency fund should not be restricted to only monthly expenses. You could also include other surprise expenses like uh, a cushion for a hospital bill or 
for the house that for your house that need some fixing. And then it's because the emergency fund should be the ultimate buffer or or barrier before you even touch your savings. That's the whole point of its existence. And the three to six months rule, just to remind, is just a guide. <laughs> but if you are comfortable having, let's say, like me, I have a one-year emergency fund, then go for it. At the end of the day, whatever amount that makes you sleep well at night is the right one for you. As for me, it's a, it's a year worth of monthly expenses. Why? Simple. Because I am a seafarer. <laughs> Quite contrary to the opinion, I know. And then, I know it's common knowledge that we seafarers are being paid good. <laughs> which is true, but we are also always at the risk of being unemployed, if not almost half of the time. It is because of the nature of our job, which is uh, only contractual. We're not regulars. We are only being paid depending on how many months we spend working at sea. And then, but, and then by the time we go home, we don't receive any payment whatsoever by spending time at home. So, in short, every time a seafarer comes home, he is technically unemployed. <laughs> That's the reason I gave my emergency fund such a big buffer amount. Because there isn't always a guarantee I will be given a vessel right away. There will be times I'll be unemployed for many months before I get back to work at sea. So in this uncertainty, I base the size and length of my emergency fund. And because of this also, I can eh, sleep well at night, knowing even if I'm not given a vessel for such periods, I can still live normally and not on a tight budget or at the risk of taking a loan. Before I continue, I just want to clear this up first. I know maybe... Some of you would be tempted to touch your emergency fund, especially if it's big. And your reasoning is that it is only sitting in a bank account. What I mean is that you would want to, say, invest your emergency fund on a passive money market fund or on stocks even. But please don't do that because in doing that, you're risking your emergency fund to lose value, which defeats the purpose that why that why you need it in in the first place, which is to safeguard you from disturbing your journey to achieve your financial wise. Another feature of an emergency fund is it should be liquid, meaning you can withdraw it anytime you need it. So it also connects the reason why you should not invest your emergency fund because generally if you invest it, it will take at least 
three days before the money is cleared for withdrawal. You see, if if suddenly you need the money within the day, you will still be forced to touch your savings. I mean, you could reason out that you can replenish your savings with your emergency fund as soon as it clears, but why go through all the hassle? <laughs> Especially if the money market fund will only optimistically give you 2% return every year. And also, notwithstanding the risk that it's not the same value as before. But I do have a way to kind of circumvent or bypass this if you really want to invest your emergency fund. So, there are two things you need to have. A credit card with a limit equivalent to your emergency fund and an investment vehicle that is low risk and of course low returns. So, for me, it would be a time deposit. I have my emergency fund in a time deposit in a digital bank and I have a credit card that's the sole purpose is for only emergencies. Again, the credit limit should be roughly the same as the amount of your emergency fund. The logic here is that when I need the money for an emergency, I can use it. I can use my credit card to cover it temporarily while I wait for my time deposit to be cleared for withdrawal. And that's the one I use to pay my credit card at the end of the billing month. Pretty neat, huh? Uh, you are investing your emergency fund. At the same time, it, it is kind of liquid through credit card. So this idea is not mine, actually. I got it from someone in a Discord group called PH Invest. They, they are all lovely people there. So if you have a Discord, pay them a visit. Or us. <laughs> pay, pay us a visit. Who knows, you might contribute a thing or two in there as I learned a lot from them. I will put the link to the group in the show notes. To wrap things up, I will mention again the key takeaways from today's episode. 1. Know your financial wise. Don't go blindly putting goals that do not have any strong reason behind them. And lastly, before anything else, please do put up an emergency fund. Make it liquid or easily withdrawable all the time. Or you can follow the method I took. Having an emergency fund not only gives you peace at night, but also protects your dream for the future. I'm ending the show now, and if you have enjoyed this and learned something, please do follow the podcast and maybe give it a review if you're listening to this in Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Next episode, I will be talking about making your own personal financial statement and why you need it for your journey to financial freedom. See you!